Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Your Time with James Sweetman. Let me apologise up front for the slightly croakier or huskier voice because I'm fighting a bit of a cold. But anyway, we're into February. It's Valentine's Day yet again. Um, although I would classify myself as a romantic at heart, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. I never have been. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too commercial. Um, but in this week's episode, I'm going to give you my reflections on the whole concept of soulmate, and in particular, looking at what makes solid, good, lasting personal relationships work. I'm very fortunate in that... Uh, I suppose I have found my soulmate, if I use that phrase, in Brian. We've been together for 12 years. We've been married for almost two years. And uh, there is that sentiment or that phrase that, you know, we learn most about each other or if we have unresolved issues, they tend to come up for healing when we're in that environment of a personal relationship. And the term soulmate is interesting. I'm a huge fan of the word soul. You come across it in so many contexts. In recent times, it has appeared as a prefix to leadership and food and soul purpose, soul journey, all various different uh, concepts. Uh, maybe soulmate is one of the oldest ones that we've come across. And sometimes when we think of that phrase, we think of you know, greeting card sappiness or unrealistic expectations when it comes to relationships. Um, but as I say, I want to give you what I would view as the five cornerstones of solid relationships. And for me, perhaps these are an indication that I have found a soulmate in life. Um, uh, and, and it's my personal take on it. So I'm not saying that this is anything definitive. But when I reflected on it, it's like this was the, this was the solid foundation that's in place. So let me take you through them. The first foundation block of a solid personal relationship, as I would see it, is that you agree on what's really important. If I put my coaching hat on for a minute, I would call this a values match. So if I think about myself and Brian, you know, we have very similar outlook and mindset when it comes to the important or the core areas of life, whether that's family, finances, relationships. You know, we come across the term values as well in a corporate context, you know, where values is synonymous with my company culture, the unwritten rules as to how we do things here. And as I often say to people when I'm working with them on career development or career fulfillment, you're looking for somewhat of a values match based on the organisation you join. So what that organisation holds is important. You also hold as important. So it's a square peg in a square hole, as it were. And if we consider that when we're contemplating career changes, how much more important is that values match when we're uh, getting into a personal relationship? But of course, here's here's the point to emphasize, though, just because you have shared values doesn't mean that you have exactly the same interests or the same way of dealing with challenges or even the same types of career ambitions. You know how your shared values are expressed can be different. And I sort of believe as well that when this is different, you know, that's very healthy, too, because that creates contrast and a little bit of spark. So you're not peas in a pod you know what you share at a core level your outlook on life is similar but how that expressed is unique and different so brian and i certainly have separate identities we have different interests we share some friends in common but we also have friends that are you know that are in different groups 
Um, but when it comes to the stuff that's important, we do see the world through the same lens. I often say we face life and challenges as a united team. Nothing outside of our relationship can impact on our relationship without our permission. And it's not even that we trust each other. You know, that's a given. Um, but whatever people say or do has no impact on us because we know the truth of our relationship. And that piece around values and shared values, I think it's something that only comes with awareness over time. Um, you know, many people go through life and they're not really aware of what their values are. But the way of identifying them are, you know, well, what's important to you about life? You know, what, um, uh, what do you stand for? Uh, sometimes we'll know when a value is encroached upon because we will have an emotional response or a reaction to a scenario. So qualities like family and integrity, maybe learning, um, uh, recognition, they're all common type of values, but we'll all have our own unique mix of them. And I think to be able to have discussion in that area, uh, particularly at the early stages of a relationship, is important so that you are, as I say, seeing the world through a similar lens. So that would be the first cornerstone, uh, that is agreement on uh, what you deem to be important. The second cornerstone, or maybe the second clue to a soulmate type relationship, is that it shouldn't be difficult, it shouldn't be a chore. Now, of course, there will be times when you have to work on your relationship. When I think of the work I do in my relationship, that usually means making sure that I'm communicating openly and honestly and being willing to compromise. But it shouldn't be a constant struggle. You know, the challenging time should be the exception rather than the rule. And when I think of my relationship with Brian, it wouldn't be a relationship that I would classify as full of drama by almost the opposite to that. Of course, that doesn't mean there isn't excitement. Uh, we know some people who thrive on drama, not just in their relationships, but in every aspect of their life. I'm not sure, does it give them stories to tell friends or is it a covert way for them to get attention? I don't know. But for me, great love is not solely defined by the likes of Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, you know, fighting and calling a truce and making up and, you know, if they call that passion. Maybe that's one word for it. But for me, it's, you know, the solid relationships are based on quiet and ease and comfortable companionship and that doesn't mean they're not boring you know that doesn't mean boring or that doesn't mean there isn't passion or excitement there either so that second cornerstone is really about um, the levels of drama in a relationship because it really shouldn't be that difficult the third factor or the third element within healthy personal relationships or a soulmate relationship as i would see it is perhaps an extension of the last point and it's about the fact that there really shouldn't be too many power struggles. You know, it is said in relationships that after the honeymoon phase, you know, where you're getting to know each other, you move into the power struggle where you test each other's boundaries. Now, I'm aware when I'm doing power struggle in my relationship, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know it. And I, I'm, I'm usually alert enough within that to know that that struggle or that tension means there's something for me to learn about this situation. And usually those scenarios, those power struggle moments, they're often a precursor to a, a clearing the air type conversation. Some people, of course, run the pattern that they have to see how far they can push, push their partner as an unconscious way of testing their partner's love for them. And unfortunately, in some relationships, this constant power struggle just becomes the norm, which then fosters repression and resentment. You know, and that is, I think, ultimately the death knell of a relationship. 
for being a soulmate relationship doesn't mean there won't be disputes or disagreements or sometimes stony silences. Uh, we all have to cope with the stresses of life and despite our best intentions, you know, fuses can be short some of the time. Stuff can get on top of us and the person closest to us is usually the one who bears the brunt. Uh, Brian and I perhaps are alert enough to know that our relationship is precious uh, and therefore we will never allow short-term frustrations to negatively impact on it or to seriously damage it. A key insight I've learned in this area is that our relationship is stronger, not weaker because of disagreements, because they've usually led to healthier discussions afterwards. And it's stronger because I suppose those disagreements just led to a greater understanding of each other. So that would be the just something to be aware of within relationships is those moments when we're when we're struggling for power or we're testing boundaries that maybe just to see that as a as a pattern and just to be aware that we're doing it because if we're aware that we're doing it maybe we can take a moment to pause and just reflect on an alternative approach before i share the remaining two insights on personal relationships this week let me take a quick moment to thank you for tuning in i, I never take for granted the uh, loyal listeners who tune in every week i think i accompany a number of people on their morning commutes um, and i never take that for granted so your feedback and your comments and your star ratings uh, mean a lot to me and they encourage me to keep going with this podcast so back into this week's episode um the the fourth point around quality relationships or maybe evidence to know that i'm in a soulmate type relationship is is one that's very important to me i have to say is that you can be 100 percent yourself 100 percent of the time so often at the beginning of a relationship a telltale sign that perhaps it's not the quite quite right relationship for you or maybe that you have some personal growth to do yourself is that you feel insecure in the relationship and you worry that if you make one false move you're going to alienate your partner um, i don't think that can be the case for soulmates you know, if I if I think of Brian, I know Brian sees me uh, when I'm far from my best, but he loves me anyway. And therefore, I'm free to be completely myself without fear of judgment or repercussions. Um, you know, what hope is there for an authentic, soul-connected relationship when you feel you cannot show up just as who you are? Uh, and another key learning for me here is that if you want a soul connection in the first place, like if you want one of those deep quality personal relationships, well, you know, you have to show who you are on the inside. And of course, that means allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. Uh, and this can feel very risky, perhaps. Well, well, certainly if we've been hurt in the past, it would feel risky because we will be defensive. Um, but it's only when our defenses are down um, you know, can we maybe see what we were guarding? Um, and this is why it is said that in, you know, relationships, all our unresolved issues come to the surface for healing. Um, but from my experience as well, it's only when our defences are down can our true selves emerge. Um, so in, in personal relationships, you know, as I see it, I'm more of myself. Um, you know, I'm living an authentic life because the opportunities for growth that have been and continue to be presented to me within my relationship. You know, I've risked being vulnerable, but the reward has been fulfillment and happiness beyond maybe what I could have ever imagined in the past. And it requires courage as well to be open to such a relationship because it is about being vulnerable, uh, but there's great strength in vulnerability. And um, so for me, that's an important one. You know, I, I want to live life being 100% myself and not 
constantly watching the P's and Q's and saying the wrong thing for fear of someone else's response or reaction. Um, no, um, but to, to give ourselves permission to go into one of those relationships requires openness and flexibility and curiosity and, and vulnerability as well. But as I say, the rewards are, are big at the far side. The last of my insights into personal relationships, or what at least makes my personal relationship work, is that we want the best for each other. You know, I know Brian wants the best for me, as I do for him. Uh, you could say that we are each other's priorities, but when you have each other's highest interests in your heart and at the forefront of your mind, you know, I believe then that's when relationships are profound and transformational. Um, you know, Brian is my best friend. He's the best friend I've ever had. Um, whilst we all have our foibles and annoying habits, there is nothing I would wish to change about him because if I did, that would presuppose that who he is is not enough. And whilst we want the best for each other, at the same time, I know it is not his job to make me happy or vice versa. As mature adults, we take personal responsibility for our own happiness and well-being. And of course, that's a topic I've spoken about many times before. Um, but if you are looking for, you know, if you are looking for your partner to make you happy or, God forbid, to complete you, you know, you will be disappointed because you're putting way too much pressure on them and you're giving them responsibility for something that really cannot be delegated or abdicated. So I, I find when, you know, I have Brian's needs in my awareness and vice versa, the relationship stays balanced, too, of course. So inspired by Valentine's Day this month, this week's episode has all been about my take on soulmates or what makes a, a personal relationship work based on my own experiences, of course. Um, and it, as a quick recap, you know, the first point I made was around you agree on what's really important. You see the world through a similar lens. Uh, then there was the perhaps the realisation that whilst we work on relationships, they shouldn't be too difficult. They shouldn't be a chore. Uh, the extension of that is to be alert to when power struggles are going on because maybe if we don't recognize them for what they are and maybe um, learn to, to grow and develop from them that they can be a slippery slope when it comes to relationships and uh, then there was the piece around uh, you know being a hundred percent yourself a hundred percent of the time so that you can be authentic within your relationship um, and then wanting the best for each other as well. So when I when I think back on my own relationship with Brian, you know, we met in our mid thirties. Um, both of us agree, and we often say this, that neither of us would have been ready for the sort of relationship we now have if if we had met sooner. You know, we would not have had the levels of self awareness that comes with maturity, uh, nor would we have had the courage to risk being vulnerable and authentic. So the timing has to be right. I couldn't have had a mature soulmate relationship any earlier in my life because I simply had too much growing up to do. And, you know, there are some people who meet their life partner as teenagers or in their 20s and they grow together within their relationship. But, of course, some people will grow apart as their priorities in life change. You know, for this reason, someone you met in the past may have not been right for you back then, but maybe now it could be different. I often think in this area, you know, it's a cliche, but I've learned that in the years I was searching and hoping and wishing for a great relationship, the person I was actually waiting for was myself. You know, so when I showed up real and authentic and honest, that's when Brian showed up too. So I hope you found this week's episode uh, useful. 
uh, slightly different to my normal type of episodes because I've I've shared more personal experiences um, and and given you a little bit of an insight into my own personal relationship. But so by no means are, are we perfect, uh, but we've sort of figured out what works for us. And those five principles or five cornerstones um, are the foundation of our relationship. And maybe it's given you a little bit of food for thought. So thank you again for tuning in and until next week. Thank you.